Welcome to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast, where we provide constant improvement to businesses through timely, actionable financial solutions. Do you want answers to your financial questions? Email us at bsb at kaizencpas.com. Now let's get started. Welcome to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast. I'm joined by Henry, one of our managers here. Welcome, Henry. Thank you, Mark. So let's uh, get right into it. Um, this last year, we're wrapping up. We're now in the, the final three months. It's kind of the slowdown period of the year, but really it's ramping up for the next year. So what is the most frequently asked financial question that you've gotten this, uh, this year? Uh, a lot of the times it's, what can I get deduct? Or it's, um, <clears throat> what are ways that I could save money? Mm-hmm. Or how can I uh, make more money without doing anything differently? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like these are questions that I ask myself every day. <laughs> and, uh, and obviously, it's different for everyone, right? Like every industry is, is different. So what are some, we'll start out with just general. What are some general things that people can do, these business owners can do, um, to achieve basically more income without having, I don't want to say without having to do more, but what do they have to do to pull it off? Do they need to look more ahead into the future? Like, do they have to plan things out, space it out better? Um, so, uh, yeah, one of the big things that they can do is kind of a big thing is to make sure they're constantly checking their sales pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they do that, then they have an ability to pivot um, so maybe maybe your Q3 was awesome, mm-hmm. and you hired three more people uh, to, uh, you know, do your product. Okay. And, um, well, you find out, you know, your product isn't going to sell so well in Q1 of next year. Now what are you going to do with those three people? Mm-hmm. Because you had that insight, and I know I'm keeping this very general and very basic, mm-hmm. Now that you have that insight, you can try to figure out, A, either something that those people can do uh, that's different, maybe process improvements, um, or you can get rid of them, uh, which I actually have some time that I spent in uh, financial planning and analysis, so I uh, have been that guy that recommended, you know, hey, maybe you got to trim a few bodies here and there. Okay. Um, and I, I actually have some engagements where I provide this kind of advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little different than maybe your traditional CPA uh, might do. Um, but we, uh, we do offer a, a, we'll call it CFO slash controllership advisory practice, um, you know, that I am kind of uh, the beginning, you know, the first of that First Kaizen. steps, yep. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, those looking into the future and always process improvements. So, you know, those processes that you developed 10 years ago. They could probably get revised, right? There's a very good chance that they could be <laughs> revised, whether it's through a software, which I know sometimes software costs a little money. It does. Uh, don't be, uh, you know, penny foolish, pound wise, mm-hmm. or Pound foolish, penny wise. All right. Uh, you know, about that. Um, a lot of times the software will make up its cost in labor. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
No, um, I've seen that before because in many ways software is cheap, right? Relative as a, to labor. As, as, yes, compared to labor and the amount of labor it's, it's saving you on. And we've seen that time and time again. And even here in just my, uh, my few months here, I've seen like the amount of software that we're able to use and how much time it saves. And time is money. We all know time that. Is right? money. Time is That's money. That's right. I mean, there's not a lot of times when, you know, you could try to uh, predict or, or get, you know, a favorable price if you switch vendors and mm-hmm. whatnot. But generally speaking, uh, you know, your biggest opportunity to improve your bottom line is, is in that labor. It's the squishiest piece. Yep. Well, and let's just be honest here um, with how much, uh, labor is right. How many hours are you saving per week that now can be allocated differently? It's just a way to think about it, right? Absolutely. And that, and yes, okay, it's not doing that exact task, but it's still providing value throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. So people are asking how they can basically achieve more with doing, I don't want to say less overall, but how does that actually get addressed? Like if we're thinking about it from, you know, small business or even a larger business, how are they able uh, to achieve that with, let's say, just looking at their numbers? You know, if they're looking at their numbers throughout the year, what's something that they can do to kind of finagle or move things around that will really help them out? Um, I mean, I guess the big thing is um, if you've generally got a fixed labor pool. Okay. Um, you know, you have your same 10 guys that come to your factory every single day mm-hmm. and help you, you know, put together the widgets and put them in a box and ship them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but your sales go up and down. You'll notice that your gross margin is also going up and down as a result. Okay. Um, the way you fix that is you either, uh, a lot of times people come up with some kind of metric. Like, how many boxes am I shipping today? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, if you're o- only planning to ship 100 boxes and yesterday you shipped 200, you better make sure that, you know, you use half the labor. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that everyone's got to hit their numbers, right? And, and it's a, I know, especially in today's world, where the line worker is mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little more expensive than it used to be. Right. And they are um, a little bit more, uh, what do you call it? Um, we'll say inclined to push their weight around a little bit more than they than they used to, than right? Than they used to because okay. of supply and demand constraints. Yep, because of workforce, yep. Um, it's still something you have to look at. Right, right. Especially if this is going to be a continuous issue going into the future. Well, um, I just want to pause you for a second because we were talking a little bit about uh, numbers and how much you're producing all and stuff. It reminds me uh, because we're working with the EOS process, sure. even even here, everyone's got a number. That's a that's a huge thing. And I think as long as there's transparency and people know the numbers they need to hit, then really there's no problem because numbers are numbers. I mean, Correct. You're you're an accountant. You should know that more than anyone, right? So, um, if if from a labor standpoint, they're hitting specific numbers, they're in a good spot, and that also provides transparency from the financial standpoint. Hey, we're producing this amount. 
this employee is doing X, Y, Z, and we know that we're going to be okay. Does that sound accurate? More or less. Okay. If, I, if I'm not, <laughs> you can tell me because <laughs> I'm not an accountant and uh, I'll never claim to be. Well, generally, like you, so you set goals, right? Through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're doing the EOS thing. And I, I did this actually in a job uh, last time. I left there three years ago. Okay. We were doing EOS and mm-hmm. we would have these huge scorecards mm-hmm. um, and every week we would meet and we would, you know, It'd be me because I was the metrics guy, I guess. Pound pound the operators about, you know, hey, last week you did, you know, uh, cost per line of, of 26 cents. And mm-hmm. you guys will not know what lines are unless you're in the fulfillment industry. Um, Clearly. Some kind of shipping or anything like that. Uh, it's actually number of lines on an invoice um, is what that represents. Okay. Uh, but now this week you're doing 30 cents. You know, I see uh, you burn through, you know, um, some overtime this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you fix that next time? Do you call the temp agency mm-hmm. to ask them to bring in an extra body to help you shift the lines? I mean, and these conversations would get fairly uh, contentious and intense. But that's something, you know, about business that I always found is very cool. Like, it's like sports and the whole uh, competition element um, that all still, you know, survives in, in the business world. Well, and really you just got to find solutions, right? It's, it's just like what we, I mean, and, and what we're talking about is trying to find solutions for clients, right? They have, they are, you know, stuck in our, I guess, law, like our tax code. Right. And they're just trying to find the right solutions for their business. Right. Sure. Cause everyone's got or is playing by the same, uh, metrics, right? So they have to take advantage of the tax code that they are in. Yep. So um, now looking back, um, which financial trend, what happened this year that kind of caught you by surprise? Either people taking advantage of a certain um, tax code or something that just kind of came out of nowhere. So are we talking financial trends or tax trends? Let's go with, we'll go with both. So we'll go okay. with financial first and move into tax. All right, so financial trend, I feel like the economy suppressed later than I would have expected it to. Okay. Um, you know, uh, with an election coming up next year, the economy just naturally suppresses. Yeah, everyone's kind every of holding time. on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that just happens every time um, naturally. But, you know, uh, 2022 was kind of, the year of the spend and everybody was making tons of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, inflation, it, it was significant in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, significant so all you, over the place. Saw 2023 as the year where like that would kind of all slow down drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it has now, but the first half of the year was still a lot like 2022 and now we're finally going into that, like, all right, let's let's uh, pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll have some economic suppression. Um, but hopefully, you know, one thing that business owners should hope for is that the wages start to kind of reset. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, the, you know, especially for line workers, that's been 
one of the most significant inflators over the past year, two years. Um, you know, I remember back in 2015, uh, I'm not going to say where I worked at <laughs> 2015, but we had employees making that federal minimum wage mm-hmm. uh, working in a factory. And, and, you know, those same employees today probably make at least double what they would have made back then. Uh, and, so, and that's got to be recouped somehow, right? It's got to be. It's got to all come back together at some point. Um, so, so, so Henry, what's what's the tax trend then that you're kind of seeing? <coughs> what's everyone looking at? Well, so everybody available. A, a lot of people still want to see what is the next uh, freebie that the government is going <laughs> to put out there. Yeah, and it's not really happening. They've done a lot of things with like. Um, you know, uh, energy-efficient vehicles, um, mm-hmm. you know, doing energy-efficient things at your house have been have been more of those kind of changes. Uh, at the state level, the last couple of years, they introduced a pass-through entity tax as a re- way to off- offset the, um, you know, the SALT limitation that got imposed with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act okay. back in 2017. I know I just probably said a lot of stuff. That you totally you said know. a ton of stuff. Um, but basically, uh, prior to um, that act getting passed, when you ran a business and you paid out of your personal um, taxes, the tax for that business, okay, at the, you could take a deduction at the federal level for any state income taxes you paid. But when they capped it with that act at 10000 a lot of people lost a huge deduction as a result. So the uh, the business, the uh, a lot of the states have introduced a, a pass-through entity tax, where you actually pay the business will actually pay that income tax, rather than the uh, the owners of the company. And this only pay, applies for uh, pass-through entities. So C corps, this doesn't apply to you, but. Um, you know, since the majority of our clientele are S-Corps and partnerships, um, it does apply to all of them. All right. Well, wow. sounds like a lot is happening, then, at least from the tax level. It, yeah, it was a significant change. I mean, I think we are in a good flow on, uh, you know, producing the tax returns with it now. But it was, I think it when it came out was sometime the end of 21. Mm-hmm. Going into 2022, you know, there was, a, uh, of course, the challenge of trying to understand it. and You know, the software, was it updated? And we had all those challenges. Uh, but uh, I think we managed to pull through that. And, um, you know, I, it, it's a, a great deduction um, so, at this point. So uh, one last thing I, I really want to cover is... What kind of advice, so again, our clients would reach out to you, say, Henry, what can we do? How can we, how can we get more? How can we pay less? Whatever. How did you address that? Is there one thing that you, that you said like, okay, this is my go-to solution for all these problems. What, was there a process that you put in place? Uh, so uh, it's kind of dependent on what the business does. Because every business is different, right? You know, for, uh. For example, a real estate business is going to be significantly uh, significantly different mm-hmm. than it would be for a manufacturer or uh, 
warehousing oper- or uh, operation or any of that. Um, but again, like, you know, leverage your technology. Um, if you don't have in-house IT staff, you know, get a third party that could fill that role for you. Um, you know, talk to your CPA. They'll give you advice. They'll probably tell you the same thing I'm telling you right now. Uh, All CPAs sound the same. If you want to, if you want to crank out those dollars, you know, leverage your technology, um, figure out ways that you could cut the labor or make the labor more efficient or more productive. Um, it, it, you know, it's an exciting time. I mean, we've got, you know, artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. I mean, I use it. Uh, if I, even if it's something that I need a new idea, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hey, like what is the, the, the tool- conglomerate of information? That I mean, the, the tools are out from, there, right? right? It's more just a question of are people willing to do it, right? Correct. Are people willing to try, try out new tools and kind of go outside the box to find different uh, ways in, in, you know, I think we'll see it. Uh, one thing that you'll notice with the work is um, you know the baby boomer generation mm-hmm. is really starting to phase out at this point mm-hmm. um, and you got the new young upstarts that you know uh, especially if you go like way back uh, um, in terms of or the youngest in this grouping of age like they were born with a cell phone in their hand mm-hmm. uh, you know they're I've got, got clients that have talked to me about, you know, hey, like, this is all great, but I want to be able to manage my business from the palm of my hand, um, you know, pull up their financials on the phone and everything. And, and I think that's that's where it has to go. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm excited for it. And, you know, I'm happy to assist that any way I can because I, unfortunately, I'm a little older than being born with a cell phone in my <laughs> hand, but... I try to do everything that I can from my phone if possible. So uh, it's a convenient tool. And um, I'm sure, you know, you have that meeting, right? And someone asks Mm -hmm. you that Johnny on the spot question. And if you're able to pull it up on your phone real quick, you're always in a better spot. Well, perfect. Uh, Well, Henry, uh, is there anything else you want to add to this before we wrap up? um, You know, uh, we didn't touch too much on this, uh, but with it mm-hmm. being Q4, and you know, I know you mentioned it's it's maybe for us the slowing down season. Slowing down before uh, we're about to ever have everyone working crazy hours. Well, I actually have kind of a unique set of business because I do budgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, actually right now is kind of the budget period. So I'm actually busy right now. And you're planning for everything next year. Planning for everything next year. Um, and uh, it's something, you know, not, I know a lot of the small businesses don't get into this or don't mm-hmm. want to get into this. But again, um, you know, doing this process is, is what can help you make that pivot decision, you know, rather than burning six months with that extra you know, body or two or that telephone bill you didn't need Mm -hmm. or um, some other low-hanging fruit you have sitting on your Mm P&L. Like now is the time to kind of look at all that stuff before, you know, you get into next year. Um, And also um, 
the other thing I would caution on just because, so, you know, you brought up a little earlier today, mm-hmm. just during chit chat, mm-hmm. you know, people going to next year and it's like new year, new me, mm-hmm. just cause you have a killer Q one doesn't mean <laughs> that you can depend on that the whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's always good to, you know, be thinking down the road and managing your risk mm-hmm. um, because factors could change. You know, for better or for worse, even for better, like, are you prepared to double your growth tomorrow? That's a that's a huge question because it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. I know yes. I kind of <laughs> tended to lean towards the cost cutting, but mm-hmm. there's also, you know, you need to be passing into the future so you know what you need mm-hmm. um, in order to uh, achieve your goals in the future. All right. Well, perfect. Well, thank you very much, Henry. You have been listening to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a five-star review. This podcast has been brought to you by Kaizen CPAs Plus Advisors, providing advisory and accounting services to help you grow your business. Learn more at kaizencpas.com or email us at bsb at kaizencpas.com.